You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Official launch date, the 1st of May, 2017. Eagle-eared listeners, that's a strange image, uh, will notice that we're not playing our usual Big Finish prisoner theme. This music is in fact from Big Finish Unwrapped. But more on that later. Let me tell you, I'm Nick Briggs, the executive producer of Big Finish and monster voice man. Exterminate, delete, uh, Here's my stupendously stalwart co-host. He's a Big Finish sound designer and composer. He's a great singer and player of the kazoo and jaw harp. He's the king of chat and he keeps me smiling. It's Benji Clifford. Oh, you're too kind, Nick. You're too kind. I I I love the way that, that, you know... A lot of things. Oh yes, he's a, he plays piano. He plays guitar. I'm like this wonderful sort of budget character. He plays kazoo and jaw harp. You know him well. Um, no, thank you. I'm very very pleased. Uh, and obviously, uh, Nick introduced himself, so you know who he is. But if you don't know who he is, he is the, as he said, the monster man and executive producer. Big finish. Uh, there thank we you. go. So yes, I should. Uh, thank you for underlining that. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, you have to make sure. Uh, so yes, uh, I should perhaps at this point remind listeners that we at Big Finish are proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audio books. Things like Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake Seven. And there will be very exciting news on Blake Seven very soon. N- not here, sorry. Oh, sorry. The Avengers. Hooray! I really wanted to do that. I, I feel I feel sort of like a part of my life is is now uh, well and truly complete. Um, yes, uh, the Avengers. Dracula, Frankenstein, Bernice Summerfield, the Omega Factor, Survivors, Dorian Gray, the Prisoner. The list feels like it is endless. Yeah, well, you've missed it. You know, you have to go Dracula and Dracula. Frankenstein, and then you have to go. Ooh! <laughs> I don't know why. That's my problem. Uh, coming up in this podcast, in a moment, the Big Finish News, our top stories this week. That'll be followed by listeners' emails. Uh, emails. <laughs> emails. Self explanatory, I think. Uh, then our guest star interview will be a further tease for our 50th anniversary release of The Prisoner. Yes, an interview with actress Lucy Briggs Owen, who some listeners may know from The War Doctor and The Avengers. Lucy appears in two episodes of the upcoming series two of The Prisoner, and I had a chat with her in the studio. And that'll be followed by the Randomoid Selectatron. It's basically, it's our good friend Ran. He's a little machine, but it's actually a really big machine. In fact, he takes up a whole room. And he basically... In the Albert Hall. In the the Royal Albert Hall. He is the Royal Albert Hall. Uh, (laughs) And uh, he will be looking through our huge warehouse of of CDs, VHS, uh, Betamax tapes, laser discs, wax cylinders, and plucking out a release in which we may be able to give some comments on. Might not. We we might just babble incoherently uh, over the top of... That's more likely, isn't it? That's more likely, yeah. yeah. So, So who knows where it'll be. And then there'll be some time for Nick to breathlessly round up the latest releases with his lasso. <laughs> yeehaw! Yeehaw! And then we'll be straight into our tease of an upcoming audio release. It's the first 15 minutes of the Ninth Doctor Chronicles and a story by Kevin Scott entitled The Bleeding Heart. Uh, Just before we go into the news, I'd like to come back to Big Finish Unwrapped. You can hear the music for it playing underneath us. Jamie Robertson, brilliant composer. Dude, real dude. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Big Finish Unwrapped, it's a Facebook thing. And if you're listening to this podcast on its sneaky early release date of the 30th of April 2017, and I'll try and make it come out that early in the morning, uh, you can see Big Finish Unwrapped tonight on Facebook. Big Finish Unwrapped is basically a live video stream thing in a bobby uh, presented by our marketing consultant, Chris Griffin. So it's on Facebook. He's there. He'll be talking to you. Uh, whoever's watching could could just be you. It could be it could be the, the, the entire contents of the Royal Albert Hall. I mean, nobody knows. But it's interactable. That's the best thing is you can talk and he will talk to you. You can say your comments on it, whether you've got, if you're excited about something, perhaps even ask a few questions. It's, it's a really fun... Thing. And and the best thing is there's a little heart thing that you can press if you like it. And then loads <laughs> of things whiz around. It's, it's quite fun. 
So and Chris is yeah, Chris is sort of taking it very seriously now. He's uh, he's bought some lighting and everything. You know, I, I'm sure. He's, I bet he's got a makeup girl. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Chris has taken. He's bought himself a new suit. <laughs> Just imagine even the sort of glittery number going on there with a sort of sparkly tie. And if you want to irritate him, tell him he sounds like Ricky Gervais. Yes, yes, and he he called doesn't he call he calls- him Ricky Gervais? Yeah, Gervais. Gervais, yeah. He does, he does, um, yeah. But in a good way. Yeah, he's, he's a cool guy and he likes vinyl we love, as well. We he likes Chris vinyl, Carl, yeah. so what more do you want, really? Come on. We spend a lot of time talking about vinyl. Don't oh, we? it's always just oh, beautiful. So, uh, and even if you're listening after Sunday, you can find uh, the, the, I don't know, what recording of it on the Big Finish face, Facebook page. Facebook page. Yes, it'll be there and you can... You, Facebook. You just won't be able to interact unless you've got some kind of... Um, Weird sort time of... Time machine. Yeah. Or, or if it's like in Blink where, you know, you just sort of talk and it, somehow it's perfectly in sync. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it, it? It got away. It got away from me. Um, but yes, so uh, yeah, check it out on the book, guys. Um, that's my latest thing. Me and my friends, we're, we're trying to get For it. Facebook. Yeah, we just want to call it the book. We think it sounds really cool. It's like, yeah, are you on the book? Oh yeah, I'll add you on the book. I think- that's a, you see. The trouble is, if you're an actor, that makes it sound like you haven't learnt your lines. <laughs> if you're if you're on book, you see. Oh no! Oh, of course you've. Yeah, yeah you're, uh, if you're off book or on book. I mean, I know you put a the in there, so I'll listen out for that. Oh, there we go. Well, back to the book. Um, uh, so, Nick, is it time for the ruddy news? It, it jolly well is, oh, Benji. smashing, smashing. So, uh, uh, you going to do the little... You're listening to the Big Finish. Oh, I haven't done it, have no, I? No, uh, yes, no, sir. No, no. This is the Big Finish News. To Nick and Benji. <laughs> Please tell me you recognise what that's the that's the Casino Royale theme. Yes, well done, well that? done. Wow, um, I'm impressed. I'm, the I'm first very Casino impressed. Royale, not the sort of hard hitting Daniel Craig da- one. The, David Niven, yeah, the complete <laughs> nonsense one that really just <laughs> makes no sense, but is worth watching. I love how you got that. That's superb. <sighs> See. That's how See, my mind is full of all this sync. sad stuff. We're in sync. And my, me not doing the announcement for this is the Big Finish News. I, I forgot it the other week, but luckily I've done it so many times I was able to just edit it in from a previous podcast. <laughs> Ooh, that's sneaky. Sneaky. That hey, sneaky. Yeah. If, if there are any bits of this podcast that you think you recognise from before, it's just because I've, I've randomly put them in from a previous one. <laughs> when it gets to the point when it's literally just us like you're listening to the big finish news <laughs> time is friday the 12th of may <laughs> the train at platform yes that sort of thing, <laughs> so uh going straight into the news then uh released on tuesday the 2nd of may the latest in our hg world series the shape of things to come It's been adapted brilliantly by one of our top writers, Guy Adams, and stars the superb Nicola Walker and Sam Troughton. Here's the trailer. I must just point out that the series is not called The Shape of Things to Come. That's what it sounded like, the way you read it. Our series, series, (laughs) The Shape of Things to Come, you see, is a a new one. But you all knew that. I'll shut up now. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Shape of Things to Come. Because Dr. Philip Raven, permanent representative of the United Kingdom to the United Nations, you are the man our systems predict as having the best chance to save the future. Save the... I just walked from my plane into 1940, so I'm fairly confident this isn't real. It's real enough. We're travelling via psychic projection, which is considerably more proactive than just dreaming. Just, Just shut up for a minute and watch what I'm trying to show you. Why am I dreaming a really pushy woman? the most significant moments of the century triggered by a silly misunderstanding over a dental plate. Significant moments? That was war breaking out. 
You say this is real, but it clearly isn't because the Second World War didn't break out in 1940 over a stupid argument on a train. Nor did normal people wander around armed to the teeth. It's all just... An alternative. What? This is what comes after the fighting. The raid of the germs. Someone's coming. Is there any sign of infection? Uh, why take a risk? If we want civilization to move again, then we'll just do as we're told. A dictatorship. You were chosen based on logistics. You will be at precisely the right place at precisely the right time. To do what? Big Finish. We love stories. Yes, it's brilliant, isn't it? You see, don't miss it. And don't forget, if you buy it direct from Big Finish, you can download it to the Big Finish listening app, which gives you access to all your Big Finish purchases on your phone or mobile device. It's available on iOS and Android. Plug, plug, plug. That was like the equivalent of uh, a commercial. <laughs> it was. Thank you. <laughs> You need to speed it up a tiny bit, like those yes. infomercial things. <laughs> Terms and conditions. It's available on Android. <laughs> out of video, DVD for March the first. There, there. Can't do it. Out of video and DVD for March the first. Um, classic, classic. Uh, so yes, uh, next up, the ninth Doctor Chronicles will be released on Thursday, the fourth of May. It features four great stories narrated by our very own Nick. Or as the man that we bumped into uh, one night uh, when we were out uh, in London, that's Nick Briggs. Uh, (laughs) Great guy, great guy. Uh, Yes, and so the Ninth Doctor Chronicles uh, also has guest appearances from Camille Kaduri as Jackie Tyler and Bruno Langley as Adam. Here's the trailer. Oh, hello. It's trouble. What you two been up to? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, the Ninth Doctor Chronicles. The Doctor turned as she entered the room, flashing another of those empty-headed grins. Hello, I'm the Doctor. Hey, what's going on round here? That doesn't matter. All that matters now is finding out what happened to Rose. That's not good, is it? Probably not, no. We saw what you did, Time Lord. We witnessed the war you raged against the Daleks. Now, this one interests me. He seems unafraid. This is not what I would call a jewel. And the man in the strange clothes is not what I would call a hero. Rose! Stay close! Doctor! That thing won't hold them for long. Follow me to victory in this world, the next, and a thousand worlds beyond! Big Finish. We love stories. You know what? It's amazing to see you up close and everything, but I think on balance it's best if I... (laughs) Run! And just a reminder that we're teasing you with the first 15 minutes of this box set at the end of this podcast. I would just say also, there have been some people saying, oh, I don't know about the recasting of the uh, Ninth Doctor, but, you know, Nicholas Briggs. He said, it's not a recasting. I'm, I'm reading a story to you. I'm reading a story and I do a little bit of a Ninth Doctory voice, but I'm not, it's not, I'm not, re- we're not recasting. You know, it's, it's it's like when it's like when you're being you're being tucked into bed, a lovely after a lovely day, and Nick's perched on the corner of the bed, and he's just doing the voices a little bit. You know, Mummy Bear said, "Oh, pick up that spoon." You know, you could you couldn't. Mummy Bear said, "Pick up the spoon." Yeah, exactly. You can't you know, do that. No, no. I can't believe though about the recasting of Mummy Bear. It just broke my heart. I was just can't believe you. T- <laughs> I. Um, I'm a bit worried about you saying I'm sitting on people's beds. But anyway, we'll, we'll just breeze over that. <laughs> and uh, finally for the news then, uh, recording has finally wrapped up on The Third Doctor Adventures Volume 3, starring Katie Manning as the wonderful Joe Grant and Tim Trelaw as the fantastic Third Doctor. The stories um, featuring in this release are The Conquest of Far by... Nick Briggs <laughs> and The Storm of Horror Facts by Andrew Smith. It's Grigga. Yeah, Grigga. Too early for a trailer. I literally finished recording this yesterday. Um, but here's a very early clip that we played you a few weeks back during the sound designers interview section. You might have missed that though, because you know sound designers are just, you know, going on a bit, weren't they? Absolutely going Here, on. Anyway, Joke. here's a clip. Yeah. 
Joe. Look. That's Scardo. Yes. Any regrets? No. Not really. But Joe, that's only one little world. There's so many hundreds of others to see. <laughs> There's only one little world I want to see right now, Doctor. One. That one? But Joe, that's Earth. That's right, Doctor. Home. Home it is, Miss Grant. Uh, now that's odd. Oh, don't tell me. The TARDIS isn't working properly again, is it? It isn't that she's not working properly, Joe. It's just that... Just uh, that what, Doctor? Uh, hang on. I'm going to try something. You really did mean hang on, didn't you? And there you have it. That's the end of the news. There, there it literally is. It's, it's been edited in, uh, word for word, by our good friend Nick. <laughs> now I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop in a little shoebox now. You know what they do at Christmas and in schools. Yeah. You know, pop, pop in a shoebox. Might add a couple of little, little bits and bobs in there. Maybe a tin of beans. Ooh. Couple of. Uh, couple of old toys nice. uh, then I'm gonna I'm gonna paint it a hideous color mm. <laughs> maybe maybe stick on some awful sugar paper because that, apparently apparently that's what you do at primary school you just cover things yeah, in no, awful no sugar one paper. uses sugar paper in any other context do they no it's just it's just it's complete waste of waste of money why is it, it really? is it made of sugar I don't this is what I don't under, I tell you what I'm going to put this out to you if, if any of you use sugar paper for a practical reason don't say something like cooking or you know anything that that you know, please let practical. us know why, why, why do you say don't say cooking because yeah, but cooking is practical but but it's but, but it's it's obvious it's the obvious <laughs> way that you'd use it you know so it's like when do you use a spoon apart from cooking right well eating I mean apart from eating and cooking um you know when was the last time you went and you, yeah, Ladies know. and gentlemen, you, you, you have just entered the twilight zone of Benji's brain. Madness and well, that's it. I don't, I don't know. I'm, 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 I am, I'm very, very mad. So yeah, there we go. Time now. <laughs> so there we go. Time now for listeners' emails. You know what? Emails. <laughs> I just wanted to hold that pause for so. Uh, <laughs> I can't even begin to describe how much I love emails. As I've said to you, I'm going to be writing a book on them one day, um, a very long book. I'm going to really, it's going to be really padded out. Yeah. It's basically going to be like a paragraph, which I pad out with pointless chatter in the meantime. Um, so yeah, love an email. You can get and all you a have Richard Dinnick to ghostwrite it for you. Anyway, that'd sorry. Be good, isn't it? <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, uh, all you have to do to join us in an email is to email us at podcast, that's P-O-D-cast, at bigfinish, B-I-G, finish, dot C-O-M. That's podcast at bigfinish.com. Yes. And, oh, I thought you were reading this next bit out. See, I'm very much uh, slow this morning. I've not long been awake and I had a terrible night's sleep. Did you? That's what you get. I did. I, I bought these stupid pillows huh. and they're literally like, um, they're, it's like sleeping on sort of slabs of stone. Oh. It's, 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 it really is like a Flintstones equivalent of a bed. Why did you um, do that? I ordered them. I ordered You'll them. have to throw them away. I will have to throw them away, or, or maybe or beat maybe... them up, you know, to break up some of the concrete into smaller bits. Do you do you want to know something funny though? Actually, I actually um, I hit one of them the other day for some reason. I did it. I don't know why I did it. Frustration. But it turned out it, maybe frustration. But it turns out it makes a really good thudding sound. So I'm, I am going to record. Oh, for it punching people, I... punching and stuff. Yeah, that's what I've, well, I've it... punched so many pillows for for recording. That, that... Yeah, yeah, over the years, absolutely. The, the unsung victims of sound design. <laughs> pillows and fruit. What about the pillows rights, eh? <laughs> yes, if you have been uh, affected by the pillow banter here, then please email in at podcast at bigfinish.com. Hey. So first up here on the email train, this one from Darren Brown, not to be confused with Darren Brown, the magician. Uh, I am recently new to the podcast and I'm really enjoying it. 
Great, welcome to the club. It's it's quite an exclusive club. Um, we have nibbles, but we're the only ones that can eat them. Um, so uh, I have a daughter born in April, uh, Darren says, not me. I don't have a daughter. Um, so I have been spending evenings with her whilst my wife sleeps. Thanks to your podcast, I decided to dig out my copy of Death to the Daleks, as I haven't watched it in years. Excellent story. I especially liked the incidental music. Yes, a man of great God, this, taste. A man of great taste, basically. Yeah, what a, what a dude. This is the type of email that I would happily read five times over. And he says here, That way leads to enjoyment. <laughs> Certainly does. Certainly does. So start him young, I think. Yeah. You know, he's... Uh, a, a, Daughter may have just been born in April, but that's young enough to enjoy a bit of yeah. Exelon banter. Uh, so, yeah, keep it up, he says here. So, thank you. That's from Darren Brown. Well Cheers, done. Darren. Yeah, Darren. Uh, Excellent banter. <laughs> oh, uh, love it, love it, love it. And uh, Benji, will you now read that email out of five times? No, no, we won't do that. Uh, right. Uh, before we go on to the next one, by the way, I just wanted to do a big thank you to Colin DeGreus, D-E-G-R-E-U-S. Don't know how to pronounce that, Colin. Uh, heard, he heard me moaning about not having a proper glasses case. Yeah? Uh, it, right. Here's, I remember this. I remember this. Moan. Here's what he did and said. I've got... He, sent, he said, uh, Dear Mr. Briggs, after hearing your last podcast, you said... Uh, you had broken your spectacle case, so I wondered. I wandered into Vision Express and got you a free one. See, I said you could get a free one from Specsavers, but you went to Vision Express. And listen, it's brilliant. Listen. Oh, oh! Mind you, joys. it's so loud. I, every time I was coming home on the train last night, and um, it was making people jump every time I did that. Yeah, like, <laughs> what? What's going on? What's it? Anyway, but, but that's the that's the beauty, isn't it? You, you, glasses cases—they're not just a pretty face. You can make a perfect statement with it's, them. I tell you, it's it's really, uh, Colin. I, I I'm disproportionately grateful. I'm I'm so happy uh, to have a new glasses case. I can't tell you it's improved. I was suffering this sort of rubbish glasses case that kept coming over. My glasses kept coming out of my pocket, and you know, I just and I didn't have time to do that little thing that you did for me. I'm so grateful i really i'm just looking at it lovingly now um and it's got a nice new little cloth thing in it it's great and i just wanted to add at this point um that um my lamborghini's broken down and if anyone could send me a, <laughs> i haven't got a lamborghini that's it i've got a renault scenic yeah oh dear. it's one of the the, the renault club yeah so anyway um i can see that there's a poor connection between benji and i and that video will resume automatically when the connection improves but i'm going to carry on uh he, i can hear you, i can, you can i can hear, hear you yeah. if you can hear i can hear you, you. yeah, so yeah we've just lost fine. visual contact there uh anyway here's another email from peter Kemmerer. Uh, how do you manage to find the time to write, act and run the big finished business? Perhaps you're really a Dalek, not just pretending, and you've stolen a TARDIS, Peter Kemmerer pots down. I've been saying that for years. Well, it's very... Uh, you see, that, that example of the, the uh, glasses case changing my life is, shows you how sort of desperate my life is. Yeah, I don't know quite how I manage it. I, I am having... Um, uh, a particularly perfect storm of a busy time at the moment and uh, but you know I do love it all and I've put myself in this position so you know what what I, I'll stop mo- I'm not even moaning about it it's just I do slightly worry that my um, my wife and child don't see enough of me I've said to Benny can pop out you know to come in and do a podcast or come and you know contribute but I dare. Yeah, but he's a, he's a busy guy. He is, he's got you know. He's, he's got lots of things on. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to send him. A, I'm out in the shed. You see, I'm just going to send a text to my wife. Is Ben coming out to be in the podcast? He was showing me lots of Lego things this morning. It was very good. Anyway, Legos, Lego is the best thing in the world for kids. Oh, it I, is. I yeah. honestly think that it's it's just good in every way. I had a fantastic time with Lego. Anyway, thank you to Peter for your concern for me. Unfortunately, I'm not really a Dalek and I don't have a TARDIS. You've, you've, but you've gone silent, and I think it's to do with me plugging my phone in to make sure it doesn't run out of battery. Right. Bat. Uh, having a little technical I difficulty I'm, here. I'll do this. <laughs> I hope we're still recording all of this. 
Any any good, Benji? Can you hear me? Oh no, he's cut off. Back again. Sorry about that. Right. It was my fault. He's still recording. Was, yep, good. still recording. It was my fault. My fault for being a burk. I, I I was just trying to plug I, it I into the power. Yeah. Yeah, even though it's I've I've given it, it's even though it's fine for power, it's it's on forty five percent. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, you know, they I'm suddenly leap there. down to sort of nothing, don't they? Yeah, I think we'll be cool. I think we're cool. Okay, on to the next email. On to the next email. Right. Well, finally, then this one's from Alex Holly. Hiya, big finish. I was just wondering what happened to the Lost Stories range. Well, the Lost. No, joking. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, I thought it was utterly brilliant and a brilliant idea. Let's bring to life these long-lost concepts. And hell, now with Trelaw as the incumbent Third Doctor, we could do a full cast Third Doctor audios. Well, theoretically. Uh, looking through the page listing all of the unproduced screenplays and serials, there's still plenty of stories that could be theoretically adapted, either with the main actors or via the narration used in Companion Chronicles slash Early Adventures. So why has it stopped? And is there any chance of doing more in the future? Love the podcast, by the way. Smiley face. Kind regards, Alex Holly. Well, Alex, I think uh, David Richardson, who was producing The Range got to the point where he felt that you know we'd exhausted all realistic avenues and that you know anything that was left was were just a few lines saying oh story about a, a pig in a tree you know or something um not that obviously. i've wanted to hear that one for years <laughs> doctor who now on bbc one doctor who and the pig in the tree <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't realise how ludicrous that was going to sound. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we'll we'll have a look. But, uh, yeah, we sort of, um, I think we came to a natural close on that. But I'm glad you like them. There are loads of them. Have you heard them all, Alex? Oh, yes, I was listening to Ooh. one the other day. What was I listening to? I was listening to Leviathan. Yeah, because it's, on, it's oh, on Radio yeah. 4 Extra and I had to announce it. So I was re-listening to that. It's very good. Is Mission, is Mission to Madness one of the yes, stories? Yes, yes, it's, it? yeah. it's one of the first ones we did. Uh, it was I, the first I remember, or second one we did. I remember thinking that I remember reading about Mission to Madness when it when it was you know obviously when they said it's a story that was meant to come out at one point. I remember being so excited when when uh, Big Finish did it. Actually, I was like, I was like, oh my god! I was like, this is crazy! Like it just it blew my mind. I just thought it was it was rather rather crazy. Actually, Moses, I was in it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, it must have blown your mind well, even more. You, 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 you. Well, anyway, thanks for all your great emails. Uh, we're trying to keep up with them. Bear with us. Yes, uh, there is a bear with us uh, when we read the emails. Um, we, um, in fact, <laughs> keep it down, keep it down. We're trying to... Look, I've told you, growling after the... There we go. Right, I'm going to give... I'm going to give the emails to the bear... <laughs> There we go. There we go. Ah, oh, that's good. Right. Well, he's dealt with them now. Thank goodness, because otherwise it would have been some crazy, crazy uh, solution to get rid of the emails. But I'm glad that the bear has dealt with them. Um, I better make sure the Gaviscon's in the cupboard if it gives him indigestion. Um, that, was, that was the sound of a bear with indigestion. That was. I, don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I've gone mad again. <clears throat> Time now for our guest interview spot. This edition, we feature actress Lucy Briggs Owen. She's one of my favourite favourite actors. Actually, she's brilliant, and I can't wait for you to hear just how brilliant she is in the upcoming series of The Prisoner. We've played you a preview a couple of times, so you may have a clue. Um, you may know her from the stage version of Shakespeare in Love. Her poster, her face was on posters all over London on the underground and stuff. It was very strange going into work with her and seeing her face on the underground. Um, <laughs> or or uh, you may have heard her in our series of The Avengers or even The War Doctor in which she played Rejoice with John Hurt. But anyway, here she is having a bit of a chat with me. 
Hello, Lucy Briggs Owen, and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. We are standing a little unnaturally close. We're extremely <laughs> close to each other. I feel like I can't make eye contact without you without it being a bit weird. It's just awful. <laughs> well, I just said uh, it's not awful, it's very nice, of course, <laughs> for me, but not you. Um, it, it, you know, I suggested using this microphone, and I, I feel like it seems like I've done it on purpose <laughs> yeah, to possibly. stand closer I'm to really you. I'm really glad that the engineer can see us. <laughs> Someone else has got an eye on us. <laughs> so, um, could you explain? You might not want to explain this, so just say no. Okay. The Briggs Owen thing, because I think a lot of people probably think you're related to me, so that's why I've ah, got you in. But that's not true. No, it's it? absolutely no not true. No, it's not. No, none. It's completely. I'm proud impossible. to say. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be part of my genetic line. It's just rubbish. It's rubbish. Um, people may know you for other big Finnish things. That you're here today. You've been recording the Prisoner. Yes. Yeah. You quickly explain who you've been playing. Well, I've so we've recorded part one and um, we've done part one today of the second series. So today I was Kate Butterworth. Yeah. There was a typo in the script yes, earlier. Butterfield. So, Butterfield. Yeah, Butterworth. Kate Butterworth. And um so today I was I was reading her and a couple of days ago we did um the second part, we've done the slide out of order, where I become maybe question mark number two so today actually was quite a pleasant day because i was being nice yes <laughs> as opposed to saturday where i was being horrid yeah i know but i've never as i said i've never heard you being horrid well. and i had a little doubt in my mind but then i thought <laughs> well she's such a good actress it won't matter nice or horrid she'll just yeah. play the part well as you did turns out it wasn't much of a stretch at all was it yeah. <laughs> i can be perfectly capable of being really ghastly actually beastly <laughs> um but the thing that people perhaps will know you best for in Big Finish yeah. is doing the Avengers. That's right. And I play a lovely Carol, who is very sweet and ends up embroiled in a few adventures with the boys. Um, yeah, and we did, we did that, for, that thing that lasted for four years, did you really? maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, every six months or so we recorded a few. So it was spread out, but yeah. Yeah, so and I was nice. How did you? <laughs> but all that's over now. Um, <laughs> how did you get that part in the first place? I don't know. Just a casting. I thing. don't know. Some glitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it might have been because Anthony and Julian, who play Steed and oh my gosh, Blake Keel, Keel, um, they have the same voice agent as I do. So I have a feeling I was suggested by her. And that's how it happened. And very kindly, you've had me a few times since in other things. Yes, well, you did. You played Rejoice in the War Doctor yeah, with the John War Doctor Hurt. With John Hurt, that was a thrilling day. Yeah, and it was th- it was thrilling to have you in it. I was so pleased. I, I couldn't. I you know I'd written this part and I couldn't think who should play it. And then David Richardson said, "How about Lucy Briggs?" Yeah. And I went. That's made me really happy. Let's oh. hope we can get her. Oh, I suddenly thought, that's the perfect solution. And oh. you did one of the third Doctor things. I did. Well. Yeah, I did. I, I, I think that was... I think I gave a few little things in that as well. You was I, I, was, I was a commander of... Oh, gosh. It's gone. <laughs> I've done you so were, much with you. you. Were, there was a whole sequence where you were trapped in an escape pod with an alien yes. who you were going to marry. Yes. And I have to confess now to anyone listening that... I wasn't that fond of the script, but you really made it work for me with those scenes, and I fell oh. in love with the script. I mean, I was wrong about the script, but uh, I yeah. learned about it during the recording, oh, so okay. thank you for that. Oh, pleasure. Um, what is these... these uh, oh, yeah, when did... There are three questions I ask in the podcast. Okay. Uh, do you remember when you first met me? I don't, but... I do. You, do you? Oh, God, what? We were doing an Avengers, mm-hmm. and I think you just came in for lunch. <laughs> I think you were near, and you came in. I get um, I get a lot of criticism for that. (laughs) Oh, it's lunchtime! Fancy you turning up, Nick. (laughs) And I thought, who's this man with all the wonderful anecdotes? (laughs) You never shut up. (laughs) Yeah, that was years ago. God, was it? Yeah. Okay, Um, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? Something you've heard, maybe at Big Finish, or just anything about Big Finish? I'm loving working on the Prisoner because I must say. I wasn't, it wasn't on my radar. I mean, I am a bit too young for it first time round. Mm. Um, and I listened to the whole of the first Big Finish 
season. Yeah. Box set, Box series, set whatever. series one, Volume, series one. Yeah, okay. Um, anything you like, really. I was very flattered when I'd heard that you'd listened to it. I loved it. Oh. I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, so that so this, currently what we're doing, has really switched me on. That'll, uh, that'll do. Okay. Yeah. And the last question you'll yeah. be pleased to hear is, what is tingling your molecules... I wish her eyebrow like went up. Her right very eyebrow. close. <laughs> her eyebrows. Your your right eyebrow went right up. Yeah. Um, in entertainment, generally, whether it be TV, oh, film, books, music, theatre, anything you like. Oh golly, that I'm currently watching and mm, enjoying. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm really looking forward to. I think it might even be tonight, is on the final instalment of The Replacement oh. with Vicky McClure. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely really got me hooked. And also, I'm really enjoying the third season of Catastrophe. Oh, I've seen a big billboard advert for that. It's yeah. a comedy series. Yeah, the Rob Delaney and um, Sharon Horgan comedy about being parents. And what channel is that? Brilliant, Channel 4. It's Channel. in its third season right now, and it's great. And the other one's on BBC One, isn't it? Uh, the Replacement. The Replacement's BBC One. And then a podcast, given that we're podcasting, that I have listened to for years that I love uh, is Answer Me This. Have you heard of it? No. Oh, I just love it. They've oh, Helen and Ollie are friends and they just answer listeners' questions and they are just their reports brilliant. I think I was banging on about it to someone else the other day. So, yes, <laughs> listen to that. OK, we answer emails in our podcast oh, as okay, well. OK, yeah, so, it's the yeah, same. Yeah. It's exactly that idea. Oh, it's nice. That's always a good way to get <laughs> material, basically, get yeah. people to send stuff in. I should just say The Replacement. Well, could you just tell us what The Replacement's about? The Replacement is about um, a lady in an architect firm who's having a baby. And whilst she's on maternity leave a replacement gets drafted in. And so there's a little handover period and it's really unclear. It's a kind of a psychological thriller as to who is sort of gaslighting whom and if mummy is going mad or if the replacement really is wheedling her out and is evil. And it's great. It's brilliantly acted. Both of the actresses are just fantastic. Well, and if you don't live in the UK, it'll probably turn up on Netflix or something. I'd have thought so. Yeah, or you could probably watch. You could probably watch it on the internet now on the iPlayer. Or could you not get the? No, not not if you're outside the UK. It's blocked. But anyway, anyway, there are lots of English and well, I should say British people who listen to the podcast. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Lucy, this has all been fascinating. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You may now leave. Thank you. (laughs) Step away from you. Goodbye. Many thanks to Lucy. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know whether I've mentioned this before, but you know, in the prisoner, she sort of um, shows two sides to her uh, acting ability. I don't mean the good and the bad side. I mean the uh, <laughs> the good and the evil side. Uh, it's it's great. Um, the way she has played the character of Mrs. Butterworth in my version of. Um, many happy returns which is called i met a man today this is for prisoner specialists listening um it really it was quite a risk writing the story the way i've written it and she has really made it work and with hardly a word of encouragement from me she just had an instinct for it and those are the happiest times of my life when you know i write something quite complex and uh, it's quite understandable if an actor doesn't get it and needs it explained and needs coaxing. That's what I'm there for. But when they come in and they just get it, and what's more, they bring even more subtle nuances to it. Yeah, that just makes makes my heart sore. Gives me well, it's magic, tingles my it? molecules. <laughs> it tingles next well. It's, it's the magic of uh, the magic of acting, is it? Voice acting and the mag- magic of imagination. Yeah. Yeah, you you heard it here first, folks. So, uh, (laughs) the magic of imagination from the mind of Nicholas Briggs, starring Lucy Briggs-Owen. I met a man today. Um, Yeah, so there we go. Uh, Thanks, Lucy. It's now time for the Randomoid Selectatron. So let's see what old Ranners has for us today. 
I press the button on Hannah Newman's beautifully crafted website to select a random release from the Big Finish archive. Quite nervous. There aren't any new, there aren't any new gifts, but uh, you know, we're not complaining. We're not complaining. No, absolutely not. So Nick's nervous, and here we are. It's number nineteen, Minuet in Hell. <laughs> minuet, minuet, <laughs> minuet in Hell. Minuet in Hell. What a what a burk I am. <laughs> Min, minuet in Hell. One of the old school. Oh yes. Uh, okay. BFs. Here's the trailer. Doctor Who. Minuet in Hell. The legends of Gallifrey speak of a world where everything is horror, horror, and pain. A world from where there is no escape. From the creatures who crawl on the crust of the land. Of the lost, and the hopeless, and the broken, and the doomed. Strange chap, that one. If it's alright, I may pop back again tomorrow to check up on him. Fellow interests me. No problem, Mr. Lethbridge Stewart. Uh, tomorrow, anytime. The legends of Gallifrey speak of a world in the name of the world they speak of. Is hell. Hell is where I have come to last. And there can be no escape. And so I cannot escape. My own. You're a bit of a sad case, aren't you? I do feel that we um, that we've spoken about this before, but never mind. I I feel like I feel like we have as well. Shall I reach no, the button? No, no, we're doing it now. We've played the trailer. <laughs> we're committed. Um, and, and you can jolly you can jolly well hear, listen to us talk about it. Yeah, again. here am I. I'm going to make up some new anecdotes. I mean, obviously, working with the lovely Nicholas Courtney again was fantastic. Uh, I think that the fact that Nick Courtney came along and was the brigadier, and that uh, and, and Paul McGann, that it was was sort of instrumental in, in really winning Paul McGann over because I think he felt right. This is really like proper Doctor Who, like I remember it from my childhood, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm part of this now. And uh, uh, Paul, you know, posed for photographs with Nick as well. Um, uh, the script for this was horrifically overlong. And uh, we had to remount the recording in order to get it all finished. Um, and we nearly didn't get it finished in the remount. And uh, when I did the editing, I had to cut it right down during the editing as well. So, uh, yeah, that was it was quite quite a traumatic release. I know that the, um, the, the scripting was done very late in the day as well. And lots of rewriting from Gary Russell. But there you are. Uh, it's come out as a fantastic uh, tale of demonic, diabolical goings on. Uh, thoroughly recommended. Uh, a, a real classic from the Big Finish range. And, you know, available as a download at a very, very attractive price. Yes. It really is, actually, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. a very attractive price. Get in there. Great, great cast, great story. And it's, it's, it is one of the... I suppose you should say one of the, one of the the very uh, early big finishes. Well, it's really. one of the first run. Uh, it's the final episode in the first run of four Paul McGann Eighth Doctor stories. Some some would say a classic, classic big finish. There we are. Thanks, there we are. Ran. So it's, thanks, Ran. Yeah, you're a dude. And so yes, yeah, so that's it for Ran. He's gone up in a puff of smoke. He's vanished down a wormhole in the fabric of space-time. He's been put back in the kitchen drawer with all the other Nick, random... Nick, uta- Nick, 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 hold on. Ho- ho- you can't do that. What? You cannot do that. That's my job. No. You're taking my job away. I'm going to do <laughs> it. It's going to be buzzing. That was... That was, was that my... I thought was that, it was you going... That was you making a funny noise. It's probably a notification saying, you're about to run out of battery. No, it wasn't. It was it was Twitter doing its thing. Oh. Tw- Twitter doing its thing. I'm going to do this, and it's going to be. Sorry, I was just going to very randomly say I don't I don't do um, social media on my phone. I only do it on my computer. It's a way of limiting my access. It's very it's very clever. I like the I, I turn off notifications now and again, the alerts on there. But I, I use Twitter a lot. I, I'm a big. I don't use Facebook that much, really. I'm not big on Facebook, but I love Twitter. I think Twitter's so much fun. You know, Twitter's dying, though. 
I don't care. Good, You'd good. You'd like that, get... wouldn't you? You'd like it to be a thing of the past because you only like old things. <laughs> well, I ha- always, I've had this wonderful idea. A couple of years ago, I was, I was working on this idea of doing this uh, sketch show called Supervision. And the idea is, I still want to do it one day. The idea is, it's like, um, it's a fictional TV network, right? You, do you remember back in the old days when TV channels used to, like, fuzz and they'd switch randomly? Like, you'd be watching the BBC and it might flick over to ITV by mistake because of the signal. That never happened that? to me. I used to get that sometimes. It'd just go, and you'd just have something random come oh. on. But the idea is that it's a, it's it's all these stupid old style programs and sketches so they're like sort of two minutes of different bits and I had this idea for Twitter that it would be um, this old classic version of Twitter <laughs> so it say and now the new thing here is Twitter so all you need to do is you subscribe to the list and you get a weekly uh, through the letterbox a weekly brochure of all the people you have subscribed to and then if you want to reply you simply type in their name on your typewriter pop it in an envelope <laughs> And send it off, and they will get it the following day. That's just called it's sending like, letters. It, exactly, but it's it's the idea. It was, yeah, you should you should you should check out. Well, you can imagine what Facebook would be like—a literal book of faces. But uh, yeah, love Twitter. Tw- Twitter is oh, it's, it's, Twitter's my homeboy. I don't care if it's dying because whatever. Well, it's quite anyway. Listen, um, that's I think we've done tangents. We've had it with the randomoid selectron, haven't we? Yeah, Rand's gone. Rand's gone. My my job. Rand's gone. I've shoved him in a bin. Um, He's he doesn't. He just likes going in the bin. He's not actually being chucked away. He just likes it in there. It's quite spacious. One of those new funky space age design bins. Possibly Bauhaus. Don't know. There we go. uh, yeah, Bauhaus is space age. Uh, so now, as the pa- as the podcast, as the podcast <laughs> zooms so far away, um, it does. It's starting to sound like a podcast, isn't it? I'm padding it out. And now, as the podcast zooms so far away that you can't even hear it chuckling happily to itself as it heads towards the Capital Two convention next weekend. More on that story later. Here's Nick with his breathless roundup of what's out at the moment for you to pleasure your ears with. The Omega Factor Series 2 is out there and very scary. Great reviews. You'd be daft to scare yourself half, not to scare yourself half to death. I'm too, I was slightly distracted by the fact that Benji just hit his teeth with the mud that he was drinking. <laughs> I, was wondering, I was wondering if you <laughs> Oh, that's painful. Uh, The Curse of the Crimson Throne, A History of Ashes. What's that? Well, that's the latest from the Pathfinder Legends range. The epic role-playing game story paths adapted into corking fantasy adventure drama with a top-notch cast. Why not dive in now? It's great stuff. Dungeons, dragons, monsters, and so much more. Jago and Lightfoot, Series 13. Ah, those Victorian investigators of all things terrifying and bonkers. You can't miss them, surely. Christopher Benjamin and Trevor Baxter on fine form oh and don't forget the spare parts vinyl edition it's exclusive to big finish you won't find it in the shops despite what i was saying last time there's only 500 of them again great reviews people are putting pictures of them on twitter actually twitter the failing twitter i'm gonna get shot for saying that it's not failing it's fine it's fine i'll just imagine it's it's, it's okay Uh, it's it's a cyberman genesis story in case you didn't know Uh, and could you and could get you in the mood for the return of the mondasian as they're calling them cybermen on TV in a few weeks. Anyway, I'm out of time. Boom, boom! That was Basil Brush there reading out the news. Uh, yes, cannot yes, recommend yes, yes, spare yes. parts and en- <laughs> cannot recommend spare yes, parts yes, enough. Mr. Benji. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to put Basil in the bin as well in a minute with Ran. Uh, so thank you very much, uh, Nick. There, you're you're a, a true wonder of the modern world. Don't know why I was going with that. Um, there's <laughs> there's just one important thing to say before we go. Over to you, Mr. Briggs. Yes, the big news is that next week's podcast will be a chaotic, <laughs> as if this weren't live affair, <laughs> recorded at the Doctor Who Appreciation Society's convention, Capital Two. Benji and I will be there, perhaps with a few friends. It won't be uh, quite the usual format. In fact. I have literally no idea what might happen. Uh, you know, it'll just probably be rubbish. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it will be, you know, uh, exciting, uh, surprising. Um, there might be some people clapping or there might be just silence from the audience and tumbleweed. Who knows? Um, 
Right. They'll be clapping. I, I guarantee. I guarantee it. Okay. I guarantee it. If not, I'll I'll, I'll get up on there and and, I, and, I, and I'll point a finger and I'll say, "Why aren't you clapping? Clap! You at the back, clap!" <laughs> I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Uh, so yes, is that it, Nick? One final bombshell. Here are the results for the big finish competition to come to the Prisoner Series Two recording. <laughs> Yes, you see, the competition music's made a return. Uh, we're very late with this, so huge apologies. We asked you to send in your reviews of The Prisoner Series 1 as released by Big Finish. The winner would be able to come along to the recording of Series 2. The recording is very soon. It's in London. It's on the 18th of May. Uh, there were so many brilliant entrants and great reviews. It's so hard to choose. But eventually, we plumped for this review. Benji, can you read it out? Big Finish's The Prisoner Volume 1 is, in my opinion, one of the most successful cult franchises that they have under their belt. The reimagining of the series, the portrayal of the key roles are a success, and I wouldn't be at all surprised to see drama nominations for such production as this. Mark Elstob was an excellent find. His portrayal of the lead character, number six, is studied and is performed with a distinct likeness to the original Patrick McGowan character. This in itself is an amazing accomplishment due to the unique character trait and the voice of Patrick with wording that is short and clipped. This first volume is fully recommended and a welcome addition to the Big Finish range. This is for new listeners and fans alike. Anyone who has listened to radio drama before will instantly appreciate that once you have listened to a Big Finish drama, the production value is by far much, much better than the usual that you would hear on the radio. Buy this one. You won't be disappointed. You will, though, become hooked. Thank you. And that review was provided by Ian Branch. Thank you so much, Ian. There were so many brilliant reviews. But what I liked about this one particularly is that it was concise and, and written with great clarity. If not, and, and read out with terrible clarity. And not read out very well. But, uh, so, Ian, we will be in touch with you about the 18th of May. No worries, if you can't make it, we'll invite you along to either the third series recording, which I'm sure will happen at some point, or something else. I don't know. Anyway, congratulations to Ian. We'll also yeah, be quoting. Yeah, we'll be quoting some of those. Uh, quoting. We'll be posting some of those. Um, uh, uh, other reviews uh, in some news stories on the Big Finish site as well, so you can dip into what uh, what people thought about the Prisoner series one. It's going to be Prisoner Mania uh, here at Big Finish soon. A very exciting time for us all. But it really is time for us to say goodbye now. We'll be speaking to you from Capital Two next week. But in the meantime, here's the first 15 minutes of the Night Doctor Chronicles. Bye. Bye. Adriana Yarsdale adjusted her collar in the reflection of the lens. Kinda dreadful, Stan replied, not able to keep the smirk from his lips. Charmer. <laughs> of all the cameramen assigned to her over the years, Stan Johnston was by far her favourite. She'd known him even before his left eye had been replaced by the gigantic lens that now jutted out of the side of his head. He was a walking, talking, outside broadcast unit, but most importantly, never took himself too seriously. Unlike the voice that was currently droning away in her earpiece. Adriana, can you hear me? Timothy Eve's voice was tinny and shrill, even when it wasn't being broadcast halfway across the galaxy. Yeah, I hear you, Tim. Across from her, Stan sniggered. 
He knew as well as Adriana that their producer hated anyone shortening his name. The studio is about to come to you for the trail. Bring this up, OK? We need intrigue and suspense. Yesterday's report... Didn't exactly set the seven systems on fire. I know what I'm doing, OK? I've been doing this long enough. Adriana didn't care if he heard. She'd seen dictators like Timothy Eve come and go. But she was still here, staring into the lens day after day, telling the sector what they thought they needed to know. She fished a small bottle from her jacket pocket, flipping open its lid to drop a tiny yellow pill into her palm. Count me in, Stan. Going live in five, four, three... Adriana slipped the pill onto her tongue and swallowed. As Stan counted down on his fingers, she brushed a strand of long dark hair out of her eyes and turned on the smile. A red light flashed over Stan's lens. It was showtime. Good morning. This is Adriana Yarsdell for Cosmic Nine News. It's day three of the Cuisine Peace Talks here on Galen, and by accounts, things are not going well in the conference centre behind me. Unless a settlement can be found between the Haragian and the Pelet... Oh, hey! A tall man with tightly cropped hair barged into Adriana. He flashed her a goofy grin and apologised. Sorry! Before returning his gaze towards the doors of the conference centre. Timothy Eve ranted in her ear, reminding her that she was live on air. Ignoring him, Adriana turned as calmly as possible back to Stan. Sorry about that. As you can see, crowds are forming as we wait for the first delegates to emerge from the talks. But one question is on everyone's lips. Can the planet of peace work its magic on the wall that has blighted this corner of the galaxy? We'll be here to bring you the latest news as it happens. The light flicked off. What the hell do you think you're doing? The idiot who had sabotaged her report looked at her as if she was insane. I said I was sorry. I was in the middle of a broadcast. Good for you. Adriana's eyes bore into the stranger's back as he turned his back on her again. Oh, no, you don't. Who are you with, anyway? No one. <laughs> You're one of them, aren't you? Who? The free. The man followed Adriana's gaze, looking at the small group of chanting aliens that stood a little way from the press corps. Various races made up their number, although all wore the same simple white smocks, their faces obscured by a mass of multicoloured tattoos. The stranger turned back to face her, looking as though he was about to tell her that she hadn't a clue what she was talking about, until he noticed Stan, and his eyes went wide. Look at you! You're fantastic! Stan took an involuntary step back as the man lunged forward to take a closer look at the cameraman's implant. I've seen some cybernetics in my time, but that takes the biscuit! Uh, Stan, the cameraman provided, shooting a nervous glance at Adriana as the stranger pulled a cylindrical device from his pocket and proceeded to run the red light at its tip across Stan's face. Pleased to meet you, Stan. I'm the doctor. Hey, what are you doing? You're broadcasting with that thing. Hey, I'm talking to you. The doctor turned to look at Adriana as if seeing her for the first time. Are you a reporter? Perhaps he wasn't a member of the Free. Perhaps he'd just escaped from a lunatic asylum. Something else was in the doctor's hand now. A leather wallet, as battered as his jacket. He flipped it open, looking exceedingly pleased with himself. Me too. BBC Transworld Service, see? And what's that supposed to be? My press pass. Why? What does it look like to you? A blank piece of paper. I don't know who you really are, but you're obviously not supposed to be here. I suggest you clear off before I go and call. Stan cut her off mid-threat, the light above his lens flashing urgently. Adriana, something's happening. The studio's coming back to us. Adriana glanced over her shoulder. Stan was right. The doors of the conference center burst open and a huge figure emerged, sunlight glinting off its ornate red armor. It stomped straight towards the press corps, the wide nostrils of its hippopotamus-like head flaring. Slipping his nonsensical credentials back into his pocket, the doctor boggled at the alien. That's a Haragian? I haven't seen a Haragian for centuries. Ignoring him, Adriana took up position in front of Stan's lens. Don't 
Thanks for joining us once again here on Galen. As you can see, the first delegate has emerged from the talks, General Anastri of the Haradian Collective. Uh, General Anastri, Adriani Yarsdell, Cosmic Nine News. How are the talks going? No comment thundered on Nastri in a voice like a small earthquake. But General, are we to believe- Look out! The doctor pulled Adriana out of the way before the Haragia could trample her into the ground. The General didn't even break her stride, giving the other journalists the same short shrift. Someone's in a hurry. Adriana pulled her arm free of the doctor's grasp. At least Stan knew what he was doing, following the general as she marched towards the Haradjian living quarters. Others were streaming out of the Galen Center now, including a clutch of luminescent jellyfish floating ethereally on personal antigrav discs. Adriana tapped Stan on the shoulder to bring the camera back to her. So, dramatic scenes here at the Peace Talks. There go the Pelletay delegation, presumably heading to their purpose-built quarters in the vast lake behind the conference centre. Of course, the animosity between these two interplanetary superpowers is all too familiar. If an accord cannot be reached in the next few days, the sector could be facing years, if not decades, of war. This is Adriana Yarsdale on Galen, handing you back to the studio. The light flashed off, and Adriana turned back to the Doctor. I suppose I should... Thank you. He was just staring at her, his eyes intense. You mentioned a war. What war? You're joking, right? <laughs> Where have you been, Garusa? Adriana Yarsdale, you need to tell me exactly what's been going on. General Anastri closed her nostrils and sank deep into her mud bath, the warm liquid washing over her head. She allowed herself to linger for a moment, cocooned from a world filled with babbling, ineffectual diplomats. Galen was everything she despised. There were no battle cries, no blaster cannons, no explosions. Here were only fields, flowers and... Birdsong. She should have hated the place. The trouble was, the longer she stayed here, the harder she found it to hate anything at all, even the accursed Pelletay. Perhaps she was getting old. Perhaps she had finally lost her lust for war. No, that was impossible. Galen was doing this to her, this so-called planet of peace. Anastri broke the surface again, reaching across to the control pad on the edge of the sunken bath, the buttons perfectly scaled for her large fingers. Everything in her quarters had been fully customised to make her stay as comfortable as possible. It was sickening. A hologram buzzed into life above the mud pool. Onastri lay back, trying to glare at the image of a small, weasel-faced alien standing on a stage. This was Arbitrator Krylon, a diminutive Mannix from the Mustela system, and their host on Galen. His whiskers twitched as the recording of his opening speech played out. Honoured delegates, welcome to Galen, an oasis in a troubled universe. Galen soothes the soul. It brings healing. It promotes understanding between friends and even enemies. Here, past grievances melt away. Bitterness and resentment are forgotten. Here, futures are forged together. Onastri sighed as she paused the recording. The door to the bathroom opened, and another Haradjian entered, leaning heavily on a long wooden staff, Onastri's night armour thrown over his free arm. As a male, her aide was smaller than the general, and dressed not in the plate mail of the military, but in sweeping robes that brushed across the tiles of the floor as he walked. Not now, Constran, the general grumbled. The aide took one look at the frozen hollow image and tutted. You must stop torturing yourself, General. I will have the recording deleted immediately. Onastri sunk down to her chin. What's the use? Krylon is a prattling fool. I eat 
prattling fools for breakfast. Not since the chief medical officer told you to maintain a balanced diet, you don't. Constran pointed out, laying her armor on the dresser. I should rip him limb from limb for making me endure such namby-bamby hogwash and yet... Uh, and yet you find yourself nodding in agreement? This time, Onastri didn't reply. Constran cocked his head sympathetically. General, are you angry that you're not angry? Onastri bared her impressive teeth. You are mocking me. The aide shook his head. No. I assure you that I am not. I feel your pain. I'm sorry for your pain. Onastri's ears twitched in irritation. Constran's voice had caught in his throat. Was the fool about to blub in her presence? Constran, you are excused. I need nothing more from you tonight. But, Mom, he continued, his small eyes welling up. You are so sad, so miserable. Pull yourself together. You're a Haraji and start acting like one. The tears were flowing freely now, running down Constran's large cheeks. He staggered towards the sunken bath, overcome by grief. What are you doing? Leave now before I call the guards. But Constran didn't leave. Still sobbing, he plunged into her pool, grabbing Onastri, the despairing aide, pushed her roughly beneath the mud. I hear your pain. I feel your pain. I must heal your pain. Adriana hadn't slept well, but that was nothing new. Yesterday had gone from bad to worse. First there was the doctor and his incessant questions about the war. Who was winning? Who was losing? How many planets were involved? Adriana had lost her call, asking him why he didn't just watch the news like a normal person. She'd finally shaken him off in time to make her evening report. Not that there was much to say. Krylon had issued a press release, claiming that real progress was being made. Adriana had turned to Stan and laughed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure everything's fine. Delegates flouncing off is all part of the peace process. But both camps had locked themselves away from the cameras. No one was talking, especially not to the press. Adriana was forced to give another in a long line of vague reports, skirting around the fact that she had nothing whatsoever to say. Timothy Eve had even torn her off a strip. But what could she do? No news is good news? Not if you're a journalist. Stan had gone off to drink with the other crews, but Adriana had crept back to her bed to toss fitfully on a planet that was supposed to be naturally relaxing. When she had slept, even her dreams mocked her. Recalling her naivety when she had first joined Cosmic Nine, she saw herself as a trainee, telling her family how she was going to make a difference, to find the story of a lifetime. Some chance. A decade later, and she had stood on a thousand sidelines, reporting on real people living real lives, regurgitating the same rubbish over and over again. All right. All right. I'm coming. Throwing her feet over the edge of her bed, she scooped up a yellow pill from her bedside cabinet. Throwing it back, she trudged across the small room, hitting the door control. Stan was on the other side, grinning like the cat kind that had got the cream. Something's happening, Aid. Something big. 